Welcome to Fusion Church's Sermon of the Week. Fusion Church is located in Wakanda, Illinois. We exist to complete and multiply people who passionately follow Christ. For more information, visit www.fusionchurch.com. Let's dive into this week's sermon. It's good to see all your faces uh, uh, and have, have our kiddos in here with us. So this, this won't be terribly long. Uh, so if you just give, give a little bit of time here, we're going to focus. I thought it would be good uh, for us to kind of rally together in a safe way uh, in, this, in this time for us to just think together about um, what God's going to do over the next couple weeks and just cast a little bit of vision for what I think this is look like. So, um, so if you just give just a little bit of attention, uh, this will this will be fair, fairly brief. At least I'll try. That's famous pastors like famous last words, right? So, uh, we say hi to all of our friends. We've got some people who may be tuning in on live stream. So we're just saying hi to you. We're 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 glad that you're tuning in and, and happy if you felt like you need to stay home. That we're we're glad that you did that. So we especially think about some of the older folks in our community who are being safe right now. We're just glad that they're doing that, especially because we're. We've got a house full full of kiddos here, and so we're really really glad that people are being safe. So, uh, so it's I just wanted to say a couple comments. There's it's not really any kind of like overstatement at all uh, to say that life has dramatically shifted uh, for us uh, and here locally and around the world in ways that we like couldn't have thought like a couple weeks ago, right? I mean, it's like you know even if we haven't like fully felt all the changes that are going on around us. Uh, it, it's like it's a little bit different just now than what it was just a couple weeks ago. I mean, no one was thinking two weeks ago your kids would be home for the next couple weeks, uh, unless you homeschool, in which case you're like, what? This is just normal for us, uh, and so you're like, hey, suck it up, families. You know, this is just what we do all the time. So we're gonna we're gonna have to learn from you, homeschool families. We're so we're so glad that we have you around. Uh, most of us wouldn't have been cautious about hugging each other. That was like not a thought. That was like. In our minds, we're like a huggy, touchy-feely kind of community. So, so I, everyone's using massive restraint right now, giving like air hugs. We have the blessing of being in Wakanda. And so we also, instead of uh, doing like handshakes and fist bumps, we can also do our Wakanda forever. Uh, so we can greet each other in this. It's one of the blessings that we have here. Uh, so uh, uh, people have never been more aware of the amount of toilet paper rolls that they have in their house. Like how many of you have a toilet paper countdown in your house? You know, the precise amount of rolls. Jen's already rationing me. Uh, so she's like, nope. So, um, you're, you're like, you're skeptical of people who are coughing around. You're like, hey, what are you doing? Are you, what, you got the sniffles? Uh, so, I mean, it's a thing. We're not hoarding um, uh, toilet paper at our house, but I do have a mustard problem. So I took a picture of, of our mustard situation. So if you need mustard, we got you covered uh, in, 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 our, in the Tiller house. Uh, this is just a thing. I don't know how this happens. It just keeps happening. So, you know, and I may, I'm being lighthearted. I don't mean to like make light of a serious situation. Uh, I, 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 it's obviously, seriously, it's obvious there, there are lives that are in danger. Obviously our economy is like, some, is going to be disrupted by all of this. There's some like serious challenges and stuff like that, but those like silly things are kind of representative of kind of the change that's happened in our lives in a really short period of time and just how quickly things change. And this just reveals a couple things. First of all, it reveals how connected the world is. So just about a month ago, this was a small, this was a thing that was contained somewhere on the other side of our planet uh, that was in, a, in one province in China 
that has ballooned and has now affected people here in our state and in our county. And it makes, makes you realize just how connected the world is. Like we, we know that through the internet, we can do, we can be so connected around the world, but now this makes us realize how socially we're all connected. It's like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, like is like right here, right now, you know? Uh, so it reveals how connected we are. It reveals how during these kinds of times, it brings out the best of people and the worst of people, right? I mean, there are people who are really scared and really fearful. And so they're loading their cart with as much toilet paper or whatever that they can possibly find. And like, there are people like, you know, like just like acting like crazy in the store, but it also brings out the best in people. We, uh, I was at the store last week and I was in line and lines were starting to get a little bit long. And uh, I was waiting, it was like the self-checkout line. And there was a guy behind me in line. And as we were getting ready to check out, he's like, hey, can I bag your groceries for you? And I was like, definitely. And I'll bag your groceries. And so he bagged all my groceries and I stayed and bagged his groceries. And then it like started a thing where people were bagging each other's groceries. So it, it brings out like the best in us too, right? Uh, and these kinds of things. It makes you realize how fragile life can be. You know, just a couple days ago, no one was thinking, do I have enough food? You know, no one was worried. Am I going to be able to get medical care if I need it? Most of us here in the U.S., and it's particularly where we live here in the northwest suburbs, uh, like we, we, we don't realize how ridiculously blessed we are and, and that like we just have such an abundance in our lives. And this kind of thing happens and we realize that life's actually kind of fragile and that for a lot of the world, they live in this kind of mentality all the time. Is there going to be enough food? Am I going to get the care that I need? And we realize like how much we actually depend on God's like care for us for everyday survival like when this kind of stuff happens. And that's a scary thing in some ways, but it's also a good thing because it reminds us that our life and our blessing comes, comes from God. And so, so it's good in, in, a, in a way to re- think about how fragile life is. And actually, the experience of human, humanity through the, through the centuries and, uh, and the, the biblical kind of worldview uh, like actually says that life is fragile, that we need God for every breath that we take that the world around us is filled with, with natural disasters and disease and like accidents and evil stuff. And we're never really guaranteed today or the next day, right? Now, you might have come being like, hey, Chael, uh, I was thinking this would be an encouraging thing, and I don't feel very encouraged yet. Uh, like, but, it, but it's okay because every once in a while, we have to like grapple with reality. And actually, this causes us to face reality and think about it. But it doesn't mean that we have to be fearful and give in to panic. What it means is that we turn our gaze back to God and that we look to him for our, our source of strength, for our source of hope, for our source of peace. So I can just tell you right now, even though I've got concerns, I'm like everybody else. I, I don't want anyone around me to get sick and you know, I want my family to be taken care of. I can just tell you that as I've turned my attention towards the Lord and as we as a group of leaders have been doing that, we're filled with hope. We're filled with joy and, 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 tr- and honestly, like a sense of like excitement about what God will do through this, uh, through the situation, even though there's a little bit of uncertainty about what it's all going to look like. The good news and the encouraging part, all right, I'm getting there, is that throughout history, people who walk with God and the people of God have been able to go through times like this over and over and over again and been able to not only survive, but actually thrive in times like this. They've been able to rise up to the challenge, take care of each other, and serve the world 
And over and over again, the church has emerged actually better off than they were before the whole thing started. And so we just believe that that's God's plan, despite whatever the ruin is that the enemy wants to bring. There's no, there's no question that disease and sickness and all of that comes from our enemy. And God is just going to take this and turn it on its head and somehow use it for good. And so we as a church just say, we want to join in. How, God, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? We want to, be a, we want to be a part of that. So as we are looking at this crisis, we know God's not surprised by any of it. He's not going, oh my gosh, what do we do now? Right? Like God's not surprised by any of that. And what he's looking is to see how will we join him and how we're going to take care of this situation. So as a church, we're, we're not being ignorant of the crisis. We're not uh, being ignorant of the hardships. We're not being dismissive about people's fears. So that's not helpful. Like when you tell someone to calm down when they're panicking, have you ever tried that? It doesn't work, right? So the, the way that you get someone to calm down when they're panicking is by you just being there and you being a calm presence. And so that's what we're trying to do in the middle of all this is like, hey, in the middle of anxiety and worry, we're just going to try to bring heaven's perspective into the situation to bring peace and to bring calm. So we're asking this question, how can we respond? How does God want us to respond in this moment? God, what is it that you want us to do in this moment? We're looking for how do we bring the perspective of heaven down to earth here? And so here, I want to give you a couple concrete, these are really simple, concrete things I think God wants to do. Here's what I see. While not trying to downplay the, the crisis or ignoring our fears, I believe there's an opportunity for us to lean in and learn something and do something. In Acts chapter 2, all the way back at the very beginning of the church in verses 42 through 47, we get a little window onto what it was like to be a part of the church. Here's what it said, and you guys know this. This is our blueprint for us as a church. They devoted themselves, this is the early Christians, the early church, to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions, uh, not possessions, I don't know what that is, possessions, uh, to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts, and they broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's a really cool picture of what the church was doing. They're gathering together in homes, which are, we're about to do more of. And then they met together in the temple, a big place of worship like this. They shared their resources and what they had in common. They learned what God's word says. That's the apostles' teaching. They shared their resources with one another. They prayed together. They worshiped together. They actually did things out in the community, and God did amazing things through them. Through It says through the apostles, but it, it happened through lots of the other Christians. And then God began to add to their numbers daily, and even in the middle of all of this, they did it all with glad and sincere hearts. Uh, isn't that cool that like in the middle of all of this, like we can have glad and like really happy hearts in the middle of all this? Think about our little kids that saying, I just have a happy heart at Christmas, you know? The innocence of that, like that's still a thing. Guys, we can still have a happy heart because of what Jesus has done. So here's that picture. They're doing all this stuff right at the beginning, but just in a short period of time, this other thing happens. Persecution breaks out against the church. And the church can't worship together in the temple anymore. They can't be all together. And so in Acts chapter 8, the church begins to scatter. 
And instead of meeting together, they're only really meeting in homes at this point in time. So much so that when the uh, Apostle Paul, before he became a Christian, uh, and he's trying to find Christians, he knows he can find them by going to their homes. So he goes to their homes and he tries to find Christians and tries to stop them from worshiping. Wasn't well, it kind of interesting that we find ourselves in a situation where we can't all worship together like we would normally, but we're all going to be in our homes. But here's the cool thing. From that point on, in the book of Acts, the church spreads like crazy. From that point on, the gospel goes from house to house. From that point on, all of these homes ends up being like bases for mission. They become like missionary homes. And people come to know Jesus in these homes. And people are cared for in these homes. And actually, that is how the gospel spreads throughout the entire world. That's, we're sitting here today because the gospel went from home to home to home. And so as we think about this, like the environment that we're in right now is very similar in some ways. We're going to be forced to go into our home. So as we find ourselves in this situation where we're not going to be able to meet together like this for a little bit, we're going to be in our homes what does it look like for us to not just survive, but actually thrive in this season? Because I think that that's God's heart. Not just we hunker down and we get through it, but instead we lean in and then figure out, God, what is it that you want to do? So I, here are three things, all right? Three quick things I think God wants to do. The first one is this. I think God wants to bring revival to every home that's a part of this church family. I think that this is, I'm going to get emotional because I'm me and this is what happens. But I think there's an incredible opportunity for every household at Fusion to put Jesus at the center of your household over the next four to six weeks. Right now, we live in a world that's so full of distraction, that's so hard, we're all busy and we're all going all these different kinds of ways. And then we come here together, which is really good, and we, it's great to be able to worship together. But sometimes we can come in and we're just like, I'm going to listen to Chael talk, or we're going to listen to the good worship team, or whatever. But here's the thing, there's an opportunity for you to experience revival and renewal in your home right now. How, how awesome would it be if instead of experiencing revival here and people like praying and worshiping and all of that, if that was actually happening in our homes, and then in a couple weeks when we have an opportunity to all be together again, we all brought our experiences and what God is doing in our homes into this place. We're going to blow the roof off of this place. It's just going to be, it's just going to be incredible. And here's the thing, like that, guys, this isn't a new thing for our church. We have never been about trying to build a bigger thing here on Sunday. We've never been about that. What we've always been about is trying to help people follow Jesus in your everyday life, in your house. So guess what? We get to do what we're already prepared to do. Isn't that cool? Like, again, God's not surprised by this. And I'm not trying to put positive spin on a thing. I'm saying this is the reality of what God's want to do. So um, before this ever happened, this is something that we were talking about as leaders and that God was stirring in my heart. So this isn't like a response to a crisis. This is like, God, you were already wanting to do this. When we had our 24-hour prayer a couple week, uh, at the beginning of the year, a couple people said, I have this like, idea that we need to be in homes with glad and sincere hearts. Well, guess what? We're going to do that. Like, so, so practically speaking, let me tell you some practical things here. We're going to be sending out resources like live stream kinds of things, recordings, uh, some different kind of tips and articles to help you grow individually and as a family during this time. 
so that we can make the best use of this time together. So we're going to try to teach everybody how do you worship together as a family? How do you pray together as a family? What does it look like for you to talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus at your, at your dinner table? These are already things we were planning on doing this year, but now we're just going to do it in a different way. Isn't that cool? Um, so so we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to do everything we can to help you, uh, to equip you and help you stay engaged in this time to put Jesus at the center of your health. So that's number one, renewal in every home. Number two is this, and it'll be shorter. We want to have rest and connection for every home. Rest and connection for every home. How many of us feel like life is too busy? Yeah? Guess what? It's about to not feel that way. <laughs> for the next couple of weeks, things are going to radically probably slow down for many of us. Not for all of us, but for many of us. And we could look at that as like frustrating kind of, and we could look at that as like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? But wouldn't it be great for us to emerge from the next couple of weeks saying, I feel more connected with my wife or with my husband, with my kids or with my friends? Like, wouldn't it be better like for us to emerge over the next three or four weeks and say, man, I feel really rested. I don't know what it is. I didn't know how much I needed to slow down until I was forced to slow down, right? Like God is just so kind that at times he will give us rest even when we don't need it, even when we think we don't need it right? And so what does it look like for us to think about like, how do we intentionally engage in this practice to have a reset for your family? So that in four weeks now, you might be a little stir crazy. Like, you you know, the kids might be getting a little like kind of on each other's nerves that might happen. Uh, But what would it look like for you to in three or four weeks from now for you to emerge and say, you know what? I feel like I know my spouse or my kids better. I feel like I'm more deeply connected with my friend because you had an opportunity to slow down. So just a couple tips on that. Like, you're going to binge watch stuff. That's fine on Netflix. But don't do that the whole time. Do some other stuff. Don't sit around and look at all the coronavirus statistics all day long. Like, I mean, some of you, like, just need to turn it off and ask someone else how it's going because that's producing anxiety and worry in you. Like, so it's, so it's okay for to keep some tabs on some things. But don't do that. Don't, don't check out. Engage. Does that make sense? So we want to see rest and connection for every home. And we're going to help you get some resources to think about how to do that. The last thing, the third thing is, we're going to learn how to respond to the needs around us. Now is an incredible opportunity for us to get to know our neighbors and the needs in our community, right? Like because we're not focused on some of the other things that we normally get to do, we get to turn our attention outward. Instead of just hunkering down and just being a family and thinking about what's going on in our home, we get to think about our neighbors and the needs about us. This is an incredible, around us. It's an incredible opportunity. What you don't know, guys, this is incredible. I'm, I'm just telling you, this is why I'm so excited. What you don't know is that this month, we were actually supposed to be launching a new outward campaign. We were actually already in the works to help us think about how do we love and serve our neighbors. That was already a thing that was going to happen this month, this month before this ever happened. And then as things started to progress, we said, you know what, let's pump the brakes because this might look a little different than what we think. And now here we are in a situation where we're going to have lots of practical needs that are going to emerge in our body and outside of our body and our community. And so we're going to be putting together some different ways that we can serve our neighbors in need. Uh, and, and I think like, man, God is setting us up. He has prepared us for this. This is not like a, a surprise thing. So these three things, revival in every home, rest and connection, and then responding to the needs around us. These are the three things we're going to focus on in the next four weeks. 
It's clear and it's simple. And I just think God wants to do great things through it. Now, that doesn't mean that we're dismissing how hard this might be. But regardless of whatever might, whatever might happen, this is the, what we will be focused on. I love the Apostle Paul who says, like, look, I know what it's like to have a lot or have a little, right? But I also know what it's like to rejoice in all of these different kinds of circumstances. So we're going to have a posture to say, no matter what happens, these are the things that we're doing. And if we do that, I think God will meet us. So some practical next steps, some practical things you should know uh, about what we're doing as a church. First of all, we won't be meeting for at least the next four weeks in this building. It may be longer than that. It's possible it could be shorter than that, but for at least the next four weeks, we won't gather together. What we will be doing, first of all, is sending you at least once a week, if not more, different kind of resources and things to help you grow in the areas I've talked about. So sometimes that might look like a live stream. Sometimes that might look like a recorded video. What we won't be doing is like, I'll be up here preaching and we'll have the, the worship band up here and you having church service in your home. We won't, we won't be doing that. Like what we think we can better use this time for us as a church, not that there's a problem with that, but we feel like we can better use this time teaching you how to be the church at home rather than how to watch us do church for you. Does that make sense? That, so our goal is to not think about how do we reproduce what we do on Sunday, but instead, how do we help you be the church? That's our, that's our posture, okay? So another thing that we'll be doing is we're going to be organizing the church into small pockets of people and assigning some of our leaders kind of oversight over those pockets of people. And at minimum, they will be checking in with you regularly just to see, hey, how's it going? What do you need? Is there anything going on so that we don't have anyone that falls through the crack that's a part of our church family? And then also, if we are allowed to, and if it makes sense, we will gather together in those smaller pockets, those smaller groups of people in designated homes. Uh, so this is a little bit of a fluid situation, so this might change. But as of right now, this is our plan. We, there's no government stipulations on gathering in homes, and there's been no official kind of uh, um, word that we shouldn't do that in smaller pockets. So as long as everyone is healthy, and as long as, the, uh, as, as we're following all of kind of the protocols, the house is dis disinfected, no one's sick is there, all of those kinds of things, we think we're okay. Now, again, that may change. God may give us more wisdom. There may be more insight that comes down from the government. And if so, then we'll adapt. But right now, that's our plan. We're not sure whether or not those smaller gatherings will start next week or in a couple weeks. So we'll let you know as soon as we know what that will look like. So there are other churches who have a similar strategy, just so you know, we're not lone rangers in this. We're paying attention to what is the body of Christ doing out there. Uh, we're not trying to mimic anybody, but we're also trying to pay attention to what we, what we can learn. Our discovery groups, for the time being, will still meet um, our ongoing discovery groups, but we have a list of very strict protocols that we're asking everybody to follow, and all of our discovery group leaders will be following those protocols. And so just so you know, we're going to do everything we can to keep safe. In addition, we're going to be um, developing partnerships and resources with other people in our community to help people who've been affected by this. This is uh, kind of a, a little bit of a fluid process. So tomorrow, we hope to know more about what we can do to help get kids lunch if they need free and reduced lunch and breakfast in our community. We're going to be talking and already are talking with the local food pantries uh, and our friends at Faith Acres about how we can help some of those people who depend on those food resources, especially those in our community who may not be able to go out and grocery shop. 
We're going to be setting up uh, uh, like a texting hotline so that people can text in for some help if they need help or if they want to help. And we're also going to have some other forms online so that people are able to find ways to get help or to be able to help other people. And then we're also going to have some concrete initiatives going on uh, that we're going to be doing within our church and some practical things you can do in your neighborhood. So here's one thing right now. Jen and I, hopefully we'll do this tomorrow, uh, are, have a little kind of like flyer we're going to hand out in our neighborhood that has our address and our phone number on it. We're going to put it in every mailbox in our neighborhood and just say, hey, we're the Tiller family. We live down the street. If you have any needs at all, we would love to know and we would love to find a way to help you uh, because not everyone, especially our elderly population who's vulnerable, they're not on social media. Um, so us posting on Facebook is helpful in some ways, but many of those people are not going to be caught on social media. So we want to actually put that in their hands. And so if you're interested in that, we can send you a little document that we create and then you can kind of edit that yourself. Another thing that we're going to do is, man, all of our, our medical workers, and our, our, uh, the pharmacies and stuff like that are, I mean, those guys are so stressed out. So we're going to bring them some like coffee and, and like try to take care of them, find out what are some things that we could do to make your job easier. Let's just be the hands and feet of Jesus in really simple, practical ways. And we're going to be coming up with more tips of how you can do that as we go. We also want to hear from you. So what are you doing? What are you finding that's helpful? Uh, we'll set up kind of a way for you to be able to do that. And all of this, like we know there'll be some changes and some fluctuation, but what we know is that we will, we will carry hope, we will carry peace, we will carry joy, and we will carry the good news of Jesus in everything we do. Like this is, these are non-negotiable things for us as a church family. We are marked with hope as a church. And so I'm excited to see like how this is going to all come together. Now, here's what we're going to do for the remainder of our time. We just have a little bit of time left together. One of the key things that we do as a church and we're called to as a church is to worship and intercede. That we, God has made us, the Bible talks about us as a kingdom of priests, which means a priest goes before God and goes before people. And so today, for the next, like, just a little bit, we're going to spend a little bit more time singing and some time praying for different needs in our community and around the world. Because we believe that as much as us helping people physically, like we believe that prayer really matters. We believe that God hears us and responds to us. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time praying and worshiping together in just a minute. So band, you guys can come on up, uh, and we're going to go into a time of prayer. We're going to end our live stream here. Uh, we're glad that you were, if you joined us, we're thankful that you did. And then we're going to engage in some worship and prayer. Here's the deal for the rest of the time, guys. Kiddos, I want to hear you singing loud as we're singing. I want to hear you sing. I want to hear your voices. As we get ready to pray, there's going to be an opportunity for us to kind of have some different people lead out in prayer. We, when there's an opportunity for you to do that, then I want you to lead out in prayer, adults and kids. So if you have something that's on your heart to pray, we've got a couple kind of different specific prayer points we're going to be praying into uh, as we lean out. So I want, I want this to be a whole church effort, okay? All right, ready? Let's do this thing. We hope that you are encouraged by this week's sermon. For more information, visit us at our website, www.fusionchurch.com, or you could find us on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great week.